quite sure if he's making a joke or not, but the expression on his face tells me that he's nothing but deadly serious. What are the mind elves, I ask? Blake shakes his head. Shit. You don't know? London sighs loudly. Damn. I don't know if we should be doing this. I look back and forth between them in astonishment. Wait, what? No, no, I can handle it. PMZ is pretty hardcore. If you're not used to seeing the other side of things, it can really mess you up, says London. Seriously. Well, help me then, I ask. That's what it's all about, right? The two of them exchange nervous glances, then finally give in. All right, sure, London says. We'll help you. First of all, don't leave the people you're tripping with, Blake explains. Like wandering off in the desert alone, I ask. No, not physically, mentally, he explains. Don't go wandering too deep the first time. We're going to all try to break through to the other side. But if you go too far, you're going to get lost and you might not ever come back. Seriously? I question in amazement. I had no idea that was even possible. Seriously, Blake continues, because if you go too deep, you're going to run into the mind elves. I've never seen them myself, but London has once or twice. London stands up and walks to the edge of our giant boulder, looking out across the landscape with a deep seriousness in his voice as he speaks. The mind elves are around us all the time, making the universe work. They exist just on the edge of our dimension, straddling the line between here and there. I try to follow, but it's honestly getting hard to understand exactly what he's trying to tell me. Are these actual creatures? I ask. London nods. Absolutely. Although, depending on how you look at it, they could be angels. Or demons, Blake adds. The mind elves are what make the rainfall and the sunrise. They control it all. When you go too deep with PMZ, you are peering behind the curtain of the universe in a way that's normally reserved for creatures from a higher plane of existence, London explains. So they don't want you back there. Oh, I say, a tiny bit of fear springing up inside of me. Well, why not? We're just humans, London tells me. The PMZ can take us to their world, but we don't belong in it. Anyway, we won't be going that deep today, so you don't have to worry about it too much. But if you do see them, Blake interjects, whatever you do, don't look them in the eye. For the most part, they won't even notice you, so just play it cool. I hesitate for a moment, but my curiosity finally gets the best of me. What happens if they notice me? Blake laughs. I've heard stories, but let's just say it's not good. The mine elves are notoriously, he trails off. What? I ask, prodding for him to answer. Horny and gay, he finally says. I look at them for a sign that this is a joke, but none comes. All right, London finally says, clapping his hands together. Are you guys ready for this? I'm laying in the shade of one of the rocks, staring up into the sun when the PMZ finally starts to hit. It's taking a while, and after smoking a half dose about 15 minutes before, I just went ahead and finished the whole thing. Finally, my body is starting to tingle. From where I lay on the ground, I can see the edge of a boulder start to vibrate above me, slowly at first and then building until it's a complete blur in my vision. Whoa, I say aloud. Do you guys see that? London and Blake are lying sprawled out next to me, looking up in the same pale blue sky. Holy shit, Blake responds. Not exactly an answer to my question, but I'll take it. I focus intently on the trembling boulder, trying to understand how it could be doing such a strange thing as I momentarily forget the massive amount of mind-altering substance that flows through my body. Gradually, the rock slows once again and returns to a stop, but I notice that the low hum it was making is still clearly buzzing within my head. The pitch rises and then falls again, drifting around in the air like some soaring bird above me. I open my mouth and try to hum along with the note, replicating the sound out loud as London suddenly bursts into laughter. I have no idea what's so funny, but he's drowning out the sound of the hum, and it's quite distracting. 
Eventually he quiets down, but now the tone has evolved into multiple tones, all coming together to create a beautiful moving chord arrangement. The sound is loud now, almost looming above us as the sky grows darker and darker and becomes a deep shade of purple. The chord is becoming more rhythmic, pulsing to a beat that seems to grow and grow within it until blossoming forth like a strange musical flower. Suddenly, I realize that I'm listening to an entire song, bizarre and otherworldly as it thunders across the desert landscape. It sounds as though it's being played live right next to me. Do you hear that? I shout. London and Blake say nothing. Do you hear that? I ask again, trying hard to project my voice over the music. There's still no response, so I look over at them and suddenly realize that the guys are gone and I'm all alone. I sit up abruptly and freeze as I notice a massive red curtain that encircles our stony encampment has replaced the entire desert landscape. Hello? I call out, my voice seeming to echo on forever and ever. I climb to my feet and look around frantically, then walk over to the RV and...